All right, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast world, we have another case for you. The case today is a five-year-old with a sore throat. So you walk in, um, the physical exam on this patient is they're ill-appearing, they're sitting straight up in the bed, staring straight ahead, uh, their range of motion of the neck is limited, secondary to pain, uh, their vital signs are slightly tachycardic, uh, they have normal respiratory effort, normal blood pressure, um, you notice maybe a, a little bit of pooling of secretions, but still managing their secretions. What are you going to start thinking about for this patient? What's your differential? Depending on how ill... You know, do they just look febrile? Do they look toxic ill? You know, sometimes I'll just treat with some ibuprofen, see what happens, see how they do, depending on how sick they actually look. But uh, I'm going to go with some viral pharyngitis. What else do I got? You want my differential? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, how about uh, PTA, para, uh, paratonsillar abscess? Sometimes meningitis can be sore throat. You know, it really, it's like a neck thing, but kids are young and they don't understand things, so they say weird things. Um, like an RPA, maybe they ingested like some nasty chemical out of a garage. How about a foreign body? Maybe they're choked on a Lego. My kids like to do that. Uh, what else I got? Sore throat. So I still, you know, how about like epiglottitis, all those nasty things. Tracheitis. Exactly. Could be. Maybe even trauma, depending on what happened. Fair. Trauma. Yeah. And like you said, I think really you just have to take into account how the patient appears. And you're reading the question stem. They're going to tell you whether you have an ill-appearing child or you're going to be able to discern that. And that's going to help guide your differential. But you're probably right. In an otherwise normal-appearing kid with sore throat, it's viral pharyngitis until proving otherwise. In, in our case, though... Oh, I didn't say strep. I didn't say strep. They're all inclusive. Everyone, like, loves strep. I don't really care, but that's... <laughs> we'll, we'll say strep pharyngitis. Perfect. Too. All right. Or mono. How about mono? Look at that. Broaden your differential. EBV. EBV is still viral, though, so I kind of covered it. <laughs> all right. So workup for this patient. I think because we have an ill-appearing patient, our workup's going to be a little bit more focused. We don't always jump to imaging in a sore throat, but in this case with an ill-appearing child who has some concerning vital signs and physical exam findings, we probably will do some imaging. Your options here is you can do a lateral neck x-ray uh, or you can just... I have a question. Absolutely. What's her... Ex can you give me an exam? Oh, I guess I didn't give you an H-E-N-T exam. I'd like an exam. Yeah. Like, what do I see, smell, Perf. hear? You know, like, we'll pretend like we're actually taking these stupid oral boards. <laughs> um, so she has some trismus and can't really open her mouth all the way. She will stick her tongue out. And when you look into the back of her throat, it appears uh, erythematous, some mild tonsillar swelling. You don't really appear, uh, you don't see any exudates. And she has a little bit of tenderness um, on her lateral neck um, when you're examining. And she won't really let you range her neck because of pain. Will she look down at the floor? Uh, she's, yes, she's very hesitant, but she'll do it. Will she look up at the ceiling? No, she will not look up at the ceiling. Okay. All right. I'm there. I got it. It's fine. We'll keep All going. Right. Perfect. So kind of back to our imaging that we were talking about. If you do a lateral neck x-ray, you can see some specific findings uh, for a couple of our differential diagnoses. So if you were to get a thumb sign on the lateral neck x-ray, what would you be thinking? 
Oh, epiglottitis? Did I get it right? Ex- exactly, <laughs> okay, epiglottitis. Okay. The other thing you can see is the widening of the paravertebral space on uh, x-ray, which would be consistent with what? Uh, RPA, retropharyngeal exactly. access. One of my favorite diagnoses, by the way. Then you definitely will like this case. Uh, I know, I already knew. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, is it because of how ill-appearing the child is um, and is not super cooperative with your exam, you may just jump right to a CT scan uh, in this case as well, which you would see the same things that we talked about for our lateral neck, but then you may see uh, abscess formation in your tonsillar area for a, a PTA. Uh, if there is some kind of trauma, you'd likely see that on your CT scan as well. The other things that you might consider uh, in your workup for a sore throat, again, this is an ill-appearing sore throat, so we're probably less concerned with doing a mono spot or doing a strep swab. But certainly something to consider. Everyone will want it. Well, and you have to remember with your strep swab is a negative strep swab doesn't mean that they have strep. And a positive strep swab in the wrong patient doesn't mean that they do have strep. So just remember to use your strep swab uh, the way that it was designed to be used. So, yeah, we won't go into that today. (laughs) But I will say, like, you know, I've had, I think I know the answer to this based off the exam, but... I tend to start with the lateral x-ray because it's less radiation. And sometimes you do get your a good answer. Uh, but if it's normal, you haven't really ruled anything out. It's not a great test, which I know you kind of alluded to. But if the kid still looks like crap and you don't have an answer, you're going to have to go to the CT, unfortunately. And make sure it's a CT soft tissue, not a CT cervical spine. You want to do contrast and make sure you're actually looking at the soft part of the neck, not not just like the cervical spine. Because I've seen a few of these missed because someone ordered just a cervical. Absolutely. Well, like you like you alluded to, the lateral neck x-ray uh, showed some widening of the paravertebral space with findings consistent for a retropharyngeal abscess. And in this case, uh, ENT was consulted and the patient was admitted for IV antibiotics. They didn't take them to the OR, huh? Well, it was one of those reassess after 24 hours of antibiotics and decide then. Oh, I understand. Okay. <laughs> uh, for, for boards, in case it comes up and you have a picture of an x-ray and you're like, oh, is that widened space or not? Uh, the good rule of thumb is actually the retropharyngeal space should be less than half the width of the vertebral bodies. So you can kind of eyeball it. If it's uh, the same width as the vertebral bodies, it's too big. Should be less than half. Very good. Because... I don't know who looks at those that often. I don't. You got any other board pearls for us um, for this case? Sure. Uh, I got some. I got some. Let me see. Let me get up my cheat sheet because I had a thing on this one. So retropharyngeal abscesses are most common from six months to six years. It's kind of like the febrile illness, you know, the breath holding spells. It's kind of that same timeline. That's I kind of lump it in there. And the reason, it's almost, it's not impossible, but it's very, very rare, like very rare to get a RPA after the age of six because the space actually doesn't exist anymore. That retropharyngeal space actually goes away after age six. So really the only way to get it is usually some association with trauma because you have to kind of create the space again for it to get infected. Uh, Group A strep staph, H flu. Give them a bunch of antibiotics. Do you know the treatment for antibiotics? Like, what's the treatment uh, I, choice? 
So typically, I think you're going to use uh, something like Ampsobactam. So you're covering for your oral flora. Yeah, that's what I would use too. So with maybe some vank so, in there, if you think there's a reason for MRSA, but I think it's fine. Exactly. It's not unreasonable to start with a, a, the ampicillin sulbactum uh, as your initial choice while you consult with your ENT colleagues. And if they want to broaden or change, then you can always do that from there. It's a good case. Oh, I was going to say, the reason I knew what it was is because they couldn't look up. It's pretty, it's actually like a very, the way you extend your neck, you really need that space to not be full of pus, turns out. So... Meningitis is more you can't put your chin to your chest, and if you can't look at the ceiling, that's more RPA. Just an extra pearl right there. Okay, I think that's it, right? It's a pretty good case. All right, so this case, RPA, I don't think we have anything else, so case case closed. closed.